Welcome to season two of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. I'm Gina and I'm so excited to have you guys join me every week to hear about the freedom stories that God has created through the lives of these individuals. You will find something in each of these stories to glean from to help you in your walk with God or to even begin your walk with God. So let's go. Let's do this. Take a listen and share with your people. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another week of Anchored by the Sword podcast. I am so excited to have you guys listen to this guest today. This is Polly Payne. She is from Tennessee, and she is the founder of Horatio Printing. I personally have been using the products for many years, and I love them so much. And I am so excited to be able to have this opportunity for you guys to hear. Started this company really to help people personally and help myself really design my life into a work of art and be more intentional with my time. And the first product I created was a dream planner Uh to create a bucket list and to really plan out my schedule. Um, And so I started that as a side hustle, actually did that for a year and a half and then eventually um, started doing that full time. And since then, we've moved the company to Florida, and now we're officially in Tennessee. That's kind of a little bit of a gist of me. I've, I'm a big fan of thick art paper. Uh-huh. Um, I believe that everyone is an artist just because we're created in the image of a really creative God. Mm-hmm. And so I really love thick paper and white space, minimalist designs. So that's kind of my brand in a nutshell is just high quality meets really good functionality. That's awesome. So how did you get into this? I know you kind of started telling us about it, but what's your background story, your freedom story? So freedom story, I guess that's a little separate from my business story. Okay. So I'll tell you quickly how I got into the business. I guess I was working in advertising and I went to church and heard an amazing sermon by a pastor that was on a book tour um, Erwin McManus, and he has the book, The Artist and Soul. And that book really changed my life. It was really explaining the concept that we're all artists, which I think sometimes we can get caught up as Christians as like, we're this obedient robot to do whatever God wants us to do. We're not really supposed to veer outside of the lines of what we're taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we can be scared of our dreams. We can be scared of our creativity. We can be scared to take risks in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think naturally, sometimes we veer towards safe decisions, safe choices. And I'm naturally been a risk taker for a while. Like I moved, I was the only one that moved out of my hometown, you know, to New York for 10 years, thinking I was just going there for an internship. And so um, this book just really reminded me of the importance of the decisions you make and the Mm -hmm. intentions you set for your life. And most importantly, the time, how you spend your time. And so that's how the planner was born. And then from there, it just kept expanding. People kept using it. We kept printing it. um, And it just kind of grew from there to where I could finally quit my corporate job and do that full time. But when it comes to freedom, um, what's my freedom story? I've been kind of sitting with that question, knowing you'd ask it since that's (laughs) like the the gist of your podcast, (laughs) stories and testimonies. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, um, there's different layers of freedom mm-hmm. stages, if you will. 
And I grew up in the church in the South and really just didn't question what I was learning. Um, you know, you grow up hearing about Jesus. I went to Sunday school, vacation Bible school. I was just indoctrinated in this story in knowing Jesus. And I was baptized at age eight at uh, church camp mm-hmm. and begged to be baptized since I was probably six and finally <laughs> was allowed to at eight because the um, youth camp director called my mom and told her she's ready. Um, <laughs> And I was like, cause she wouldn't let me, you know, I had to get someone else to do it anyways. But, um, I just, you know, we went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we were very planted there. Um, it was a glue in our family. Mm-hmm. And I think even at 15, 14, I was still grappling with grace and salvation. It was still something difficult. I was really scared of hell. And I, I wanted this freedom from God and this wholeness and this, you know, joy. And I would feel it here and there, you know, when I would sing and stuff, but, um, there was still an emptiness. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe part of that is just youth when you haven't lived your life fully, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was just actually reading through some old journals the other day and I'm sitting here like, you know, I want to be closer to God and I'm just scared of hell. And I hope it's not just to get out of hell free card that I'm looking at God as. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when, and I think this is probably for a lot of young people is when my priorities shifted. Mm -hmm. I was interested in being popular. I was interested in having attention from men. I was interested in being accepted and loved and valuable and trying to be pretty and trying to be accepted and to be loved back by your crush, you know, and that's kind Mm -hmm. of what just took over. And started, you know, dating people and went off to college. And when I went off to college, I'd say that's really when I put God in a box. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Like, I love you. I think you're great. Let's have a relationship. But like, I'm going to keep you in this box because I really want to do what I want to do. And I don't need another parent. And I'm really excited to get out of parental control. Uh And I kind of saw God as this other parent in my life. And so put God in a box, let's call it a large box, um, like a banker box of sorts. And so I put him in a box and then I dated different people, um, that didn't share in my faith. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really let my earthly love distract me from seeking God's love and seeking his presence and walking with him. And so it's not that I ever like denied God or was like, I don't like God. I just kept putting him in, in smaller and smaller boxes and visiting that box less and less. And then when I moved to New York, he was like in a tiny box. Right. And then it was like, he was in a jewelry, little jewelry box, you know, and it was like, he was in my closet. And every now and then I would remember, and I would say, thank you, Jesus for this. Or, you know, I would have reverence or if someone said something inappropriate, I would, you know, kind of call them out or say, Hey, you know, like, you know, I would always vouch for God, but I wasn't living in a way where I was choosing God in any of my decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, I went through a couple different traumas and abuses and situations that really kind of put me in a position where uh, I was even more just seeking validation, approval, 
um, trying to be desirable, trying to just have fun, live life YOLO in New York City for you know years um, in my early 20s. And it was like, I walked into the box and all of a sudden the box was like all around me. And it was like the most beautiful, just like shower of God's grace and love, just like melted over me like rain. And I just wept and I just wept that whole service. And that to me, I would say was a moment of freedom, a big freedom moment for me to, um, to re-encounter the grace of God and remember that he's not in a box, you know, he's not in this compartmentalized place in my life where I can look at here and there and then go about my life in the secular. Like he's in all things. He's much bigger than I had, you know, put him. And from there, um, I kept going back to church and I was still living my completely sinful, selfish life as well. I, it wasn't this like, you know, one day you raise your hand at church and, and it, all of its chains are broken. Like that was not yeah. my at all. It was a very slow go. God was constantly working on me, my addictions and my problems and my flesh, um, my relationships that were so incredibly unhealthy. Um, and so it was a slow go. And then eventually, I think that first true freedom is in grace and really starting to accept grace and really starting to walk in grace. That was the first freedom. And it took time. It took going back to church. It took starting to pick up some books and read them, you know, and I think the next layer of freedom is found in fruit. When you start to really grow fruit out of your freedom Mm -hmm. and fruit is grown from trust and obedience. And so I had the grace, but I, at that first day, you know, walking into the box of the church, but I was not ready to fully trust God with my whole life you know, with my choices, um, to walk in obedience. And so that was a slow journey. And it was from there that, um, I eventually quit where I was working and I started working at a new company. The founder was Christian. He asked me for my testimony on a impromptu interview over lunch. Wow. He went to the same church and he just had a feeling about me. It was just, it was this amazing (laughs) God thing. Uh And the company I was working for previously, it wasn't as healthy. It was not a healthy environment period. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say I'm not thankful for that time I spent with them and they aren't, they're a successful company. Um, It just wasn't healthy for me based off different interactions. And uh, anyway, so I, quit that job and started working at this small startup and it was full of Christians and we had prayer session on Wednesday morning. And that was one of the first times I really sat in a prayer circle and heard just this authentic prayers as if they were really praying to their daddy. I know people hate that whole daddy God thing, but like, it sounded like they were praying to somebody that they walked with daily, that they knew personally versus like this um, eloquent show of a prayer. Like it, it was just beautiful. Everyone cried. We listened to music. We blessed the space before people came in to work on Wednesdays. Um, and that was a short season where we did that, that didn't last the whole time I worked for that second company, mm-hmm. but it was such a catalyst in my life to be surrounded by people that saw in me, God, you know what I mean? Like, not that I was God, but that they could see that God's 
hand was on my life and that I was somebody they wanted to bring into their prayer group. And it was just, it was beautiful. And two of the people in that prayer group were the ones that actually helped me start Horatio. They were both interns and incredible artistic designers and visionaries planted company in advertising that um, I started to bear fruit and I started to really trust God because I took a big leap leaving a company and start going to work at a startup and then slowly walking in obedience um, with my decisions in my life, in my health, in my relationships. And it was like, the more I walked in that trust and obedience, the more freedom I found mm-hmm. to say no to things that weren't as good for me. And I still made tons of mistakes, you know, it wasn't perfect. Um, but I think one of the biggest obediences that I stepped into was eventually quitting my job mm-hmm. and doing Horatio full time. And that, I mean, talk about freedom when you work for yourself and you can right. wake up and read the Bible for an hour and finally read the old Testament, you know, and <laughs> get to know the stories and sit there with God and worship in your apartment. Um, whereas you would be at work or taking people out in the evening for closing a deal or something. Uh-huh. Um, but just to spend time working on something that, you know, God is using to like help people steward their time. Um, that was really powerful. Those first two years in New York, working for myself, working from home, that was a big moment of freedom and just a beautiful time. It was stressful, still had a lot of attacks, still had lots of anxieties and issues and problems and hiccups and uh, imposter syndrome, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I was really grounded in God and spending time with him, which made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say I have that luxury now with a baby um, and with my <laughs> schedule, which is a bummer. I know it'll happen again, you know, there's seasons of life, but that was a beautiful time. So that's, that's kind of my, my freedom story. That is a beautiful story, Polly. And it is so relatable to everyone because everybody goes through that season where they know God, but they put him away. And then something happens that they are like, Hey, he's in that box over there. I got to go grab that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that is such a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that. What are some of the anchor verses that have kept you going both then and now? Right now it's just come to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come to me because I have so many questions still. I mean, um, my old church is walking through a really big season of church hurt. And I think right. a lot of people are walking through their own version of something traumatic or church hurt or people hurt or whatever. And so um, with the pain and the trauma, there's just questions, you know, and it's like, well, Jesus, how is this? Okay. How is this happening? And, wh- and why do we even have to have hell? And there's all these questions. And, and I get so like, you know, you get worried about, you know, am I saying the right thing? Is this exactly right? And um, the more people start to listen or to participate in your community, the more people want to um, judge. There's a lot of really judgmental Christians out there, you know, and yes, um, there a is. lot of people being mean to other people. Let's just mm-hmm. call that. And it can be scary because I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I like to, um, 
to make people happy. I'm not, a, I'm not really great when people are mad at me uh, <laughs> or just period don't like me, but I'm getting, I'm getting better. <laughs> basically the scripture that kind of sticks out to me and really just um, grounds me is come to me. Cause that's, that's the invitation of Jesus. He's like, you don't have to understand everything. You don't have to be liked by everybody. Like you don't have to even be striving in all these things you think are so important. Come to me, come to me, just come to me, just sit, you know, and I will give you rest, you know, take upon my yoke. Cause you know, come to me, all you who are burdened and weary, which is everybody, you know, and that just right. speaks to me so much in this season. Um, cause I can feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm doing too much and neglecting my family. You know, it's always something. And then there's these external burdens, the internal burdens, and we can get so weary. And so that scripture of Jesus just saying, come to me and I'll give you rest. Like he wants to show us how to live. And it's not the standard of the world with hustle and being all knowing and knowing everything going on and absorbing all trauma. He wants to give us rest. He wants to let us live light and free. And so that's really been an anchor verse for me. It's just reminding myself that I have permission to just curl up with him and just cry or to be or to hug and to just be with him Mm -hmm. um, and rest. Matthew 11, 28. Matthew 11, 28. That is so good. That is so, so good. I love that verse. Let's talk about Horatio printing and the different aspects of it because it has really grown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's expanded. Uh, it started off as planners and um, one planner. At first, when I was dreaming up the company or even a planner company in general, I wanted to make a planner for like everybody, you know, this customizable planner, um, which back then wasn't really a thing. Like I remember buying an Erin Condren and it was cool because you could pick out like what cover you wanted. You could add your name to it. I'm like, this is so cool. Like I love that you can customize it. And then when it arrived, I was like, I never used it. It yeah. just didn't do it for me. I always, always was just making my own planner in a, <laughs> in a journal that I liked with good paper um, and just recreating it each week. And so anyways, the planner was the first thing. And then we started branching into our soap Bible studies, which is a great method to read the Bible and to apply it to your life. So instead of doing a Bible study, you can actually do it. Like, how do I live this life? What is, you know, come to me and I will give you rest. You know, what is, how do I live that? What do I do with my time? What do I do with my spirit? What do I surrender? Like just really taking time to um, meditate on it and to answer. So we launched those. We have four volumes of soap now and each one um, centers around five different seasons of life. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. Um, <laughs> volume one is season of purpose, wisdom, transition, anxiety, and joy. So if you're feeling anxious, you can go read a scripture from the Bible about anxiety. And what does it say? Which mm-hmm. I think is really fun. I've always loved the choose your own adventure books. I gave a bunch of them <laughs> for Christmas this past year. And from there, we built a couple different things. Um, notepads, planner accessories, the kit. But most recently, what I've been really excited about is obviously with, well, not obviously, we started, I started a podcast um, to really show up for people in an authentic way outside of social media mm-hmm. and to give people, you know, 20 to 45 minute deep sessions to coach them through 
how to dream plan, how to plan with God, how to know when to wait or when to go. And really from there, I decided to create a course because a lot of people have these dreams, but they're like, how do I actually get it done? Or I have these dreams, but I feel like I'm killing myself and running all the other areas of my life into the ground in order to fulfill this dream. Um, and sometimes it can feel like, you know, I can't have it all. Or maybe some people just literally don't know what to dream for their lives, or they've been told, you know, it's not healthy to dream. You're supposed to just do whatever God says. Okay. What is God saying to do? And so there's a lot of confusion around that. And so I created a course called the dream crafting course to help people really sink into what is my purpose as a Christian? What is my purpose vocationally? So it's great if you find yourself lost in your career or you want to maybe do a side hustle or you want to find more meaning in the current career you have. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps you with that. It also corely dives into what I think is the most important dream, which is a healthy you. So good. For example, if, if you were a boat, right. And your purpose is to get to the other end of a lake we have to heal the boat and fix the boat before we just go over across to the end of the lake, right? Like, let's say your dream is to start this big ministry or your company, or you want to invent the next, I don't know, I'm in a room, a lamp. (laughs) I can see a lamp right in front of me. (laughs) Um, And you want to have the next line that's going to be in target or whatever. Uh, You need to be healthy so that dream can happen. Like your finances, your marriage, your motherhood, your home, your physical health, your health, your professional health, all of that needs to be prioritized and organized so that you don't go after some career or some big dream and you lose your marriage. You know, we see this with really successful people. We just saw it. I mean, I don't want to be gossipy, I guess, but I was just listening to a conversation, you know, with Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, you know, And it was like, man, you can have all this money and still fail at your marriage. And it's like, well, actually, the more successful you are, it's harder to succeed in your marriage because you're obviously working so hard for your career. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the God way is to have everything in priority. And he's number one, Mm -hmm. taking care of what's in your home versus what's outside of your home. And, um, and I think, you know, women, we should pursue pursuits outside of our home if, if you feel led to, um, but we have to take care of your body and your, your nutrition and your schedule and your parenting, you know, because our time is just such a precious resource. So this course actually helps you create a schedule where you're making sure that you are taking care of your fundamental needs and also making time for your big dreams, because ultimately a healthy you is going to be the light of the world. Like mm-hmm. if you want to share the gospel, if you want to shine a light, well, you need to like brighten up, you know, you right. gotta, gotta, we can be really dim. How are we supposed to be the light of the world? If we're so dim emotionally, spiritually in our, in our hearts, in the way that we live in the way that we are in relationships, you know, we have to clean out that garden to make sure we are healthy So we can be the light of the world. We can show this is what life is with Jesus, um, have that actual freedom and have the fruit from the freedom. So that's what the course is all about. It's, it's super practical. 
Um, it takes you through really removing limiting beliefs, strongholds, idolatry. Um, so it gets really spiritual. It's about your soul health for sure, but it's also mm -hmm. really practical, like how to break down your day. So you're making time to get your sheets cleaned every month. And to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Take your date nights and work out and, um, but not feel like you're on this regimented crazy schedule. Cause I'm not a type a kind of person really and truly I'm, I'm more on the artistic brain. I'm so forgetful. You know, if I fly by the seat of my pants, I'm just going to be eating starburst and watching TV. So I need, <laughs> I need structure. Um, but I can't handle like rigid, rigid structure. If that makes sense. So it's not about rigid time blocking, but there is some principles that are really cool. So that's the course. And if you're interested, you can sign up or just check it out at thedreamerinyou.com. And that's the whole point of that is we want to awaken the dreamer in you and then really set you up to succeed by being healthy and then dreaming big. So thedreamerinyou.com. I will definitely put a link to that in the show. Finance, professional support, spiritual support, um, all the different areas. So that's exciting. Last year we had Christine Kane, Dontre Wilkerson, um, Allie Worthington, a bunch of amazing speakers came. It yes. was just awesome. And this year, um, Don, I do know that Dontre Wilkerson will be speaking again. Yay. Awesome. Yes. So we got her book because she was fire last year. Yes, she was. Um, she really was. And so she's going to be speaking again and we'll keep the other names a secret for now. Um, but it'll be <laughs> really fun. We'll be launching tickets along with our planners and the whole collection, the 2022 collection on October 1st. So that's the day you get the best deals and discounts and all that. So you guys definitely mark that in your calendars because let me just tell you, one of the reasons that this podcast is here is because of Polly and everything that she does, because this was one of the dreams that I had listed for 2021 during that weekend course. So that's so guys, cool want to make sure you check it out because you never know what God is awakening in you and what he will awaken in you through going through this. And Polly, I am so grateful to you and I'm so grateful to you for following what God has put on your heart because like I said, I would not be sitting in this place where I am right now if it was not for you and the fire that you have to awaken the dreamer in each and every woman. It's just amazing. And I'm so grateful to you. When does the course open again? It's open it now. It's okay. actually open right now. It's going to be pretty much evergreen. And there's a code right now to use the code first 50 and okay. you get $50 off. Okay. Um, and that also gives you some bonuses. Like you get to be a part of our Facebook community. We do live sessions every month. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also get a $50 credit to Horatio. So if you sign up for the course, you'll have a $50 coupon you can use on launch day and that'll That's pay awesome. for your ticket. That'll pay for, you know, a planner, um, whatever you want to buy. <laughs> or some new notebooks that may be coming down the line here soon. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you want. Thank Anyways. you so much for having me, Gina. I really appreciate Absolutely. that. And, um, you know, I just want to tell everyone, if you have a dream, go for it. Even if yes. it feels just something you want, like, your dreams are bigger than you because I made this company really for me. I wanted the planner, you know, but God has, God has such bigger dreams for you. It's bigger than what you can imagine. Like I could have never guessed 
you know, me starting this little company would inspire Gina to start a podcast. You know, this, this, this things I can't even really imagine that he does when he mm-hmm. breathes on your dreams. So don't be afraid to dream and to go after it. Absolutely. And we will end on that note and I will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Anchored by the Sword podcast. I'm so blessed and grateful that you have taken your time to listen to this episode and to allow the freedom stories of the individual to be a part of your day. So let me know what you loved about the episode by heading over to the Instagram page at Anchored by the Sword podcast or over to the Facebook page for Anchored by the Sword and let's have a conversation. Also, I would really appreciate it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this episode so that other people can find this podcast. So blessed to have you here. Have an amazing week. God bless.